Welcome to Sugar Loops Weekly, in a world where nobody needs another podcast, and Tim Higgins most definitely doesn't need another podcast, we are bringing you yet another podcast. We are recording this on Thursday, October 7th, and this episode today is brought to you by the points that Jason Neely has left on the bench this year. In fact, Team I Love Dave's Hair sits one game behind Team Pardo. With his lone loss against Team Pardo in Week 1, he granted a starting wide receiver slot to 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, who netted a goose egg. Meanwhile, Mike Williams and Sterling Shepard both brought in over 20 points each, which would have been enough to bring home the W. Thank you uh, to all the points Jason Neely has left on the bench this year for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing well. Okay, so we're doing a podcast. Um, so it's getting late, so I think we just need to jump right in here. So okay. um, Dave, have you have you done any podcasts before this one? I haven't. I listened to a lot of podcasts, but I've never done a podcast. Have you? No, I have never done one. So um, listeners, <laughs> this is Joe Pardo your host of the Sugar Loops Weekly podcast. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, He goes by the name of David Fields. He is the co-commissioner of the Sugar Loops Brigade Fantasy Football League. And in his spare time, I understand he's the executive director of the UF Health Florida Recovery Center. So Dave, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Now- Thanks for having me. This This is awesome. Yeah, so look, I don't want to waste too much time because we know the worst part about podcasts is that there's just way too much small talk to start yes. the show. Right. Um, so we need to get right into the things that everyone really wants to hear about. And, um, you know, as podcast host, it's my responsibility to do extensive pre-podcast research on all of my guests, um, something also known as online stalking. So okay. as I searched for <laughs> David Fields on the interwebs, I actually found a higher than anticipated number of people named David Fields. So I was a little worried at first, like how was I to know which one was the real David Fields? But it turns out this was not a problem. This was easy. Um, I immediately recognized the one with exceptional hair and I knew that was the one because I've right. heard so much about your hair. So yeah. what I want to know, kind of first question to open us up here, uh, when is the first time you remember someone complimenting you on your hair? You know, I, Joe, it's a great question. And uh, it, it's, it's been, you know, my hair has sort of me my whole life. And I, it's been actually a little bit of a saga. So my uh not to bore everybody with like the history of my hair but my you know my mom joked that I always had my grandfather's hairline and so I actually resented my hair when I was younger when I was in middle school and when I was in high school I resented because it was so thick uh that it was tough to manage and Mm. uh it was it actually people would sometimes make fun of my hair and then I resented it so much that during high school I would just shave my hair I would just shave my head bald or I'd buzz it 
And then, you know, in college, I, I started to realize, like, what if I just grew my hair long? So was, my hair's had many iterations. So it grew long. And then I discovered hair product, was, which was, let me tell you, it was just revolutionary for me. The discovery mm -hmm. of, of hair, uh, you know, a, a gel and then a putty, things like that. So then it became sort of, you know, my hair just kind of took on a life of its own. It grew long. And then I think the latest thing, though, for me has been my hair has been going gray. And so mm -hmm. that has added a whole other feature to the point where I get, you know, I'll tell you, I ran into someone at Publix the other day and he recognized me from the gym because of my hair. So it just really has, it's kind of just um, something that's just been with me forever and has, has been um, a, the brunt of many jokes. But listen, at the end of the day, I also appreciate there's just some real jealousy there from people as well. So I just, I take all the comments in stride and, wow. uh, and anything okay. is said, I take as a compliment. Gotcha. So yeah, definitely <laughs> an amazing arc with the hair right there. Um, and you know, I did, I did see the new feature in you know, one of your, your photos that I found online with a little okay. bit of gray, gray sprinkled in. And I wasn't sure if that was um, synthetic or if that was an all-natural feature right there. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that um, we're still all-natural right it's now. It's the real deal, yeah. So not, that, yeah. That's great. Okay. So, um, you know, having this persona now that you have to live up to <laughs> with this hair, are there ever days where you just, you know, you get out of bed and you don't feel like doing your hair? You know, how do you stay motivated? Is there like a morning routine we should all be following there's never a day where i don't feel motivated i'm always ready the routine simple i'm not going to reveal the secret of the routine but it's a simple routine it's a little hair product and we're ready to go so it's not elaborate okay um, i'm just yeah listen it's we don't got to get to the you know we don't have to reveal proprietary secrets here but the last question that i had about your hair was you know for the average person like myself that you know, hasn't really ever been known to have excellent hair. I mean, what can the average person do to improve their hair quality? Um, you mentioned products. Now, is that just styling products or is there, you know, Pantene, L'Oreal, Paul Mitchell Treaty, any kind of shampoos we should be looking at? Just any take home points on what we can do um, just to take our hair game maybe up one notch. I think the product's key. You got to find a good a gel putty something to put in your hair and i think having a style that you trust going mm -hmm. with that and uh you know listen it's like we'll talk about fantasy i'm sure is you got to know what you're dealing with what you're working with what the expectations are and not expect too much um hey listen you just got to work within what you got and and go from there so that's the secret but everybody's got a, it's a journey for everyone it looks different for everybody you're right. You're right. Everyone's got their own personal journey there. So, um, so you mentioned the gym and, um, it, it actually seems we do have uh, a mutual friend outside of the league. I know a guy named, uh, Sam, he's a pharmacist. He says that he knows oh, you. Yeah. And, um, so I, I mean, I'm again, trying to do all my research for this pod. I asked him, is there anything I need to know about this Dave guy? And okay. um, he, he tells me that you frequent Gain Gainesville health and fitness um, yeah. so I just wanted your opinion. What do you think is the most underrated piece of exercise equipment in the gym and why is it the Stairmaster? So, you know, my secret about the Stairmaster is that what you're trying to tell me? Oh, I'm, you know, trying to, I'm, tr I'm trying to sir, learn about it. 
The stair. All right. So there's two. All right. So the, the secret of the gym, my son, Josh, just walked in. who's also a member of the, of the league. So listen, the secret of the gym, there's a couple of things you talk about when you go to the gym. It's like, what equipment is no one using? And usually there's a reason for it. But there's two little features I love for, for cardio. One is the actual, it's like a, a stair. It's like the stairs you kind of walk up like you're at the stadium. That to me is the best piece of equipment there if you want a bang for your buck for 30, 30 minutes mm-hmm. you're dripping with sweat. And then the upstairs in the corner, there's a little like these Stairmaster things that are kind of the more fast paced. So both of those are, are pieces of equipment I utilize. They're, they're my favorite cardio pieces to use. Okay, and between excellent. the between those two, is it just kind of whatever one's open or whichever one you're feeling for the no, day? No, I have so a little. Like, yeah, listen, there's a method little, here. Yeah, there is. There's rotation of every day. There's like, which one do you use? And it, listen, it, when you interview my brother Ben Fields, he's a workout freak more than mm-hmm. I am. I just like to get in the morning, get some sweat for my day, get my steps up, and you know, fair that, enough. That's okay. where I'm at. I, yeah. Okay. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna get into some fantasy talk. Um, I did want to talk a little bit um, more non-fantasy talk first, um, you know, because I don't, I don't know anybody. I don't know you. I don't know yes. anyone in this league. Um, so a little bit about your background. I know yeah. you work at the Florida Recovery Center. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. What do you do there? So um, I've worked in um, – so I've under, I got an undergrad degree in social work, actually, and kind of wanted to go into counseling and did some stuff in undergrad where I worked with people that had drug and alcohol issues. And then when I, I moved to Florida, um, I found a job at a place called Phoenix House, which was a residential treatment center for drug and alcohol, folks with drug and alcohol issues that would come and live for you know up to a year really loved that, fell in love with it, went back to school, got a master's degree and just sort of kept moving up. Like you do sometimes a job where you get supervised and position became a director. And then a few years ago, transitioned over to the Florida Recovery Center. So, I mean, you know, when I don't do as much like individual therapies I used to, although I, I try to find ways to connect with the patients. So a lot more what I do now is management, which, um, but, you know, if you're working in a treatment center where people are living because they have issues with drugs and alcohol, you're going to you're going to get involved with their lives because there's just a lot going on. As you can imagine, if you have 75 people living on a campus um, with all kinds of issues that brought them there. So right. I love that. I love I love working with folks and kind of seeing that change process when they're there. Love watching them get better. Um, love seeing like meeting someone the day they get there and then talking with them before they go and just hearing about the change that happened and kind of what the next steps are. And then even following and having conversations when they're not there, you know, after they leave and and kind of move back into their life and, and keep making changes. So, you know, it's really hard. It's really hard to get sober. And so watching someone go through and take the steps and do the work they need to, to move into that, um, into that like life of recovery is really exciting. So I love it. I've always loved it. And it's just kind of where my niche is at life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and where I find a lot of grat- gratification. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, very awesome stuff that can happen in that kind of setting. So from, from my seat, I actually, um, I'm an infectious diseases pharmacist. Yeah. So I work in a hospital. And um, so I, you know, I get to see the infectious complications that arise from some of these substance abuse disorders. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I tell my students on on rotation all the time. Whatever you do, you know, don't do IV drugs. It doesn't end well. And <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, if we just kind of treat, you know, they're getting endocarditis or 
you know, skin infections. And if we just treat them and don't address the underlying issues, you know, because right. of recurrent recurring patterns. So what you guys do is awesome. Um, and, you know, I, I know a guy named Tim, Tim Higgins, who apparently he's recently been struggling with a podcast addiction. And, yeah. um, you know, he's basically said it's led to podcast burnout, which really seems yeah. to be affecting his quality of life at this point. So um, right. I don't know if that's, you know, if there's anything that you guys could do or set up for him or what kind of resources might be out there for someone in his situation. Well, you know, the thing about pods is you got to diversify. You got to make sure you're not just listening to too much of the same thing because you can burn out. So you got to have your nice balance of all your different subjects and figure your sweet spot out. But hey, listen, the pandemic caused some podcast burnout for a lot of people. This is right. Beyond. Yep. So Got time to listen. And some people you, I just got tired of listening to. So you got to and you got to know when to cut a podcast loose when it's just over, like it's time to move on. <laughs> right. So on that note, let's talk about fantasy football because that's what we're here to talk about. So uh, Sugar Loops is the name of the league. Yeah. Um, I don't know what a Sugar Loop is. It looks like some type of cereal, but I'm just yeah. curious, uh, what is the origin of so, the name here in the league? That's a great question, Joe. By the way, you're a really terrific podcast host. So um, no, I'm, I'm not saying that facetiously. You're really good. It, you, I appreciate this, uh, the preparation idea. This is good. So it's a funny story. So Mike Bryant, who I know you know, who is just yep. obviously, he, you know, so I didn't actually, st I was never in year one of the league. And so I don't actually know where that name comes from, believe it or not, because it, wow. it is a weird name. And I do feel embarrassed to be a co-commissioner in a league. I don't really know what the name is, but Mike, that was the name Mike was in. I think there was a league, the league went one year before I joined. And then Mike and I, we were in a, um, like a, a church Bible study or small group together. And we love fantasy. I just love fantasy, right? I love talking about it, talking all this trash and oh, it just, it's just so silly to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's so fun. And so at that point we kind of like, let's create, let's kind of like change this league, make some new people. And that was sort of where our journey began together, where we started forming, like, how do we, who should we get in this league? And I don't know how deep you want to go to that, but we've had all versions of the league in terms of like, who's been in it. And it's been an up and down journey um, level of commitment in the league. Just a lot of the different things that if you play fantasy are, I can get into whatever you want. I mean, commitment, commitment is an interesting topic because, you know, it seems that you can be very committed and unfortunately do poorly. And then you may have someone that, you know, auto draft, not committed, has yes. a lineup in weeks and yep. ends up, you know, being dominant. Yes. Um, sounds like there may have been, you know, a little bit of that here and there in the past. Well, you know, fantasy is this, obviously the stupidest thing ever and the most wonderful thing ever. So, like, there's a guy in our league, Nate Young, who the famous story I would have about the auto draft one year, uh, when Patrick Mahomes was just a freak his second year, auto-drafted Patrick Mahomes by accident. <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes did not. So, I mean, listen, you're exactly right. I would be on the scale of thinking about it way too much, obsessing about it. And look, I'm two and two. And and I don't really have a lot of hope for my team. So, and I would say my collective energy I put toward my thought of, of fantasy football is much higher than the average person. And I'm probably yeah. going to not even make the playoffs in this league. So you're right. That's just, I mean, it's, I need to know. It's, you know, don't, I wouldn't get too down on yourself. We're a little <laughs> early early in the league still here. Um, I do understand you posted a meme or a video on the group thread the other day. It didn't get a lot of traction. Uh, so yeah, you might hurtful. still be a little, yeah. a little frustrated yeah. from that, which is understandable. 
Um, but I mean, tonight, let's see, tonight you have uh, Stafford. I do. Uh, Stafford against Seattle. Um, I actually He's haven't struggling. checked. Yeah, yeah I haven't watched any great. yet. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I turned it on for a minute and the uh, Seahawks uniforms looked like something taken straight out of a reactor at Chernobyl. Other one of the green ones, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was a little intense for me. Um, but real quick, back to the a little bit of the history of our league here. Um, I know Mike Bryant. Obviously, I know Caleb Sturgis because we all know Caleb Sturgis. Yeah. He's the kicker. He's the kicker for the Florida Gators and the Miami Dolphins. Um, and then I see other fields on here who you yeah. alluded to. So we got Josh Fields and Ben yeah. Fields. Um, so, so remember, they're probably going to listen to this, but what can you tell me about those two? Yeah, it's a great – so Josh Fields is my son. So Josh has been in the league for – he's sitting right next to me right now. What if, is your third year, Josh? So he's been in the league for three years, and he like he saw me playing this fantasy thing, became sort of fascinated with it and said, hey, I'd like to just be in the league. And really that was the evidence. You know, he was – he he's done pretty well and he's gotten better every year figuring stuff out has his own strategy in the way he does it ben fields is my brother my younger brother he i mean listen he is a, a just a terrible fantasy player um historically you know just just never does particularly well you know he's like so and then my actually another member of my my brother-in-law fletcher reinhardt is in the league and I don't have a lot of hopes that Fletcher's going to listen to this pod because he's, he just, you know, yeah, it's a struggle for him. Let's put it that way. So I'm hoping he sets his lineup every, every um, week this season. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is my wife has actually been in the league. My wife, Karen Fields, actually one year. So Tim Higgins, wife, Sarah Higgins was in the league and my wife and, and Tim's wife played for the championship. Karen and Sarah played for the championship one year. So Amazing. my family's fingerprints, but all over this league, Mike actually has had some issues with it. Just make sure there's not collusion, things like that. But um, yeah, it's a family affair. We love it. Excellent. My daughter, my, my oldest daughter, who's 11, has actually asked to be in the league as well. Uh, I think some of that's jealousy that her brother's in the league personally, but you know, she doesn't really have the stamina yet to make it through seven weeks of fantasy football. <laughs> Yeah, no, getting, getting family involved is nice. My, uh, my wife, Kristen, she, um, she joined, you know, my, my other family fantasy football league a couple years back. And um, yeah. so her, her uh, strategy for drafting is um, she looks up the arrest records of all the top oh. rated players that are left. And um, <laughs> if they have any criminal record, she doesn't draft them. Oh. And, um, you know, you might not be sure how that would work, but so far she's been uh, performing very well, uh, including one league championship. So, um, yeah. so a lot of, there's a lot of strategies out there. Um, everyone, you know, like I said, everyone has their own journey, going to pick what works best for them. So um, for you, you said you're two and two so far. Um, let's see. We played, we were against each other in week three. Uh, Pardo over yeah. the fields, 160 yeah. to 48. Um, had a strong performance from Justin Tucker with his uh, 66-yard NFL record field yeah. goal uh, to give me the win. This week, we have uh, you against uh, team I Love Dave's Hair. Yeah, Jason um, Neely. He's won two champ. He's our two-time uh, winner. Two He's a good fan. Champ. He's a very good fantasy player, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it looks like so far he's outscored you 606 to 518 this year. But as of pre, <laughs> as of pre Thursday night football, you were projected to win by about five points. 
So it sounds like it'd be, you know, anyone's game. Um, but again, it sounds like Stafford might not be doing so hot tonight. Yeah, he's he's not. I don't know. I had high hopes for Stafford, but I'm starting to doubt that right now. I mean, like we said, it's early. We'll see. It's probably getting close to halftime now. Anything can happen in the half of football, so we'll, we'll find out later. Um, now, I, I had on my notes here that I wanted to, you know, just, you know, we're – I live in Gainesville here. You live in Gainesville here. I wanted to maybe talk a little bit about Gator football, but I understand you went to Florida State University. Um, so just in one word, are you a Gator or are you a Seminole? So it's a good question. So I got my master's That's, from Florida that, State. But in one word, are you no, a I'm Gator? A, I'm, I'm a Gator. Okay. I'm a Gator. All right. So, now you can continue on. So, uh, yeah, I got my I got my master's in Florida State. It was like a, a distance learning thing. So I wasn't ever living I, – I, it was a master, not undergrad. My wife has three degrees from UF, um, mm. so at this point, like, I feel I fully embrace all my kids love the Gators, so I'm a, I'm a Gator. Like, I have all the same emotions. Uh, it's probably to the extreme. Some people are a little extreme here, but I feel like, Pat, you know, I want the Gators to win. I mean, I root for them. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all I wanted to clear up on that topic. Um, and now just to, to wrap up, up here on my end um, with, you know, things I wanted to talk about. Just a couple of quick hitter questions um, for the listeners. So, number one, um, what is your favorite football memory? So, this can be as a player or a spectator or one of each. Uh, so, I never, I never played football, actually. But, yeah, I just – my brother played, but I, I never played. And except for, like, in the backyard. So – um, favorite football memory. I mean, my earliest, one of my most fun memories was, you know, my brother, my brother will remember this too, but we love Joe Montana and the 49ers. I'm, I'm an old, I'm an older man at this point in my life, but in 1986, I think it was when they beat Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, and, uh, Joe Montana threw a, a touchdown in the back of the end zone to John Taylor. That was, that's probably one of the most vivid memories because that was one of the first times I remember in a sport event. And I really wanted the 49ers to win, and I was didn't think they were going to win. And I felt really nervous that they were going to lose. Like a team I rooted for. That's one of the early memories of like, oh, I feel anxiety. Like I'll be sad if my team doesn't win this game. And yeah. Mon- Joe Montana drove. That was a really one of like a very vivid sitting in my living room with our whole family was watching it, and we were all very excited. So that That's was like, one of my fun, most fun memories. Yeah, a lot, a lot of emotions in uh, football. Okay, yes. and then what would be your favorite football? play so offense or defensive play so i you know i, I was thinking about you, you sent me these questions ahead of time so i think the most fun i'll go back i think the most fun football game i ever watched was the fiesta ball the year that boise state beat oklahoma uh, when mm-hmm. they were just running all those famous plays like the statue yep. of liberty they ran the hook and ladder so the hook and ladder is like always a fun one for me and the Statue of Liberty. But to see a team run those two plays in the game, that was to me, I'll never, that was as fun a thing to ever see in a football game was to see these plays that you just love and they worked and they worked perfectly. And so mul- multiple times in the same yeah, game. It was just amazing. It was amazing. I still think about it. I yeah, mean, that's a fun game. That was a great game. Yeah. All right. And now we're on a podcast and a lot of times people talk about other podcasts on podcasts. So do you have any recommendations for the rest of the group here? What are you watching, reading, or listening to these days? Um, I don't read very much, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, pods I like to listen to. I'm a big um, 
I mean, I like Bill Simmons is is always a fun a fun pod, or I like to listen to the Daily every you know every morning just to get some new stuff. Those are those are big ones that I just find enjoyable. Um, and then watching, um, I mean, there's there's layers to that. So, but the thing I'm watching, which I know everybody's watching right now, that I don't know if I recommend it for everyone would be Squid Game, which is on Netflix, which is people are raving about. I'll just say it, it's pretty unbelievable. I'm like three episodes in. It breaks your brain a little bit. And also, I don't know if you're laughing like you've watched it, Joe, but I, I don't I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Um, but it's really good. And then um No, I'm laughing be- laughing because you're not the first person that has told yeah. me like they put out the disclaimer that they don't yeah. really recommend it, but they recommend it. So yeah, like, it's, just, it's it, not for everybody. No, I mean I'm not gonna show my kids Swid Game, right? But yeah. um I, it's good. It's it's unique. I think right now, not this. I, I love. I like entertainment and TV and stuff. But I think you could go like it's fun to watch something that's original and not like anything you've ever seen, and that's rare right now on TV. So that was good. And then I would just say another one that a little like less on Netflix that I know is an older thing that if people haven't watched, I would just highly recommend was um, was uh, the movie or the show The Queen's Gambit that was on this year on Netflix was like. I still think about that. That was a great, that was a great, like, just it's, I'm, I'm more partial at this point to like mini series and not, not the drawn out like 20 seasons of a show. Uh-huh. So it was a really great, like six or seven episodes. And it was about a, a young girl's like a chess, a prodigy of Chile. And to me, that was probably one of the best things I watched all year. So those would be two things I recommend. Squid's game, like much more adult and, Queen's Gambit is too, but it's it's a little bit more. Not, you know, a yeah. lot of death and blood and guts. It's correct. That's a great way to say it. Got it. Okay. Well, um, we're going to wrap up here, but, you know, you're on the big Sugar Loop stage right now. You have the ears of, you know, probably at least five <laughs> to ten listeners. Um, is, there, is there anything else we didn't talk about that you would like to say? So, I did. Joe, have you played – how many years have you played fantasy? You've been a fan uh, Solid, I don't know, probably five to seven years. So, okay. So, you know, one thing I, I was looking at for some games this week is, and I won't go through all of it, it's just going through the games and just like in every single game, I have at least one player that has hurt my feelings in fantasy. And hmm. so, um, you know, that was a little gimmick. I'm like, but some of those people are still on my team. But I, I'll go the other way. I mean, I think – there's also players that I just love in fantasy and have great affection for. That's the great thing about fantasy football is you create these bonds with these people that don't know you exist and could care less about you as they don't know you. But and the next you have thing special... you know, next thing yeah. you know, they're actually in your fantasy football league. You're right. Like, yes, exactly. So, <laughs> but like you have like a big affection for these people. Um, I So there's like certain players like Lamar Jackson two years ago when I happened to fantasy and he was unbelievable as his second, I guess it was three years ago and like won a league I was in. I always think finally of Lamar Jackson and like I had uh, Russell Wilson as a rookie. I picked him up on waivers and another thing where he like basically won the league because he was awesome as a rookie. So that's it's that's what's so fun about fantasy is you develop these personal you have this mythical personal connection with these people that you think that they actually their play is somehow can their quality of play somehow is connected to whether or not you're on their team like they're on your team which is just the funniest thing ever um and how you have these personal feelings for these people that <laughs> like lamar jackson like um like i i really like lamar jackson because he was a great fantasy player for me that's it so it's a funny feature of fantasy where you find you get this personal tie to these people that 
is sort of fictitious and um but still really fun to have and how you just think fondly of like oh, i remember him he was on my team and he was horrible or, i remember him he was awesome he won some weird game for me because he had two touchdowns and never scored yeah. again so yep. yeah i love fantasy it's fun the league is really fun this year um it's fun to have you on uh, hopefully we can meet in person at some point i think this is a really cool idea are you going to try to do this with other people as well so um yeah so we have uh I'm planning to get some different league managers on each week. Um, okay. I'm, I'm kind of working through a proprietary algorithm um, okay. to select uh, the interviewee <laughs> for each week. Um, so okay. we haven't, I haven't determined who's going to be next yet. Uh, it could be anybody, but um, I hope that this is something that can uh, continue throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. So I'm just give me an example right now, the, the kicker for uh, the kicker for, uh, Myers for the Seahawks just missed a field goal at the half, and he's on one of my other league. I have another league I'm in. He's on the face. So obviously, I'm just furious at him right now for missing that field goal. Like I'm taking it completely personally that he went out of his way to make sure he missed a field goal, so I won't win the other league game. That's what fans your brain like crazy. Anyways, it's enough. So Matt, it's a good so idea. Matt, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, if you can hear us uh, out there somewhere, um, <sighs> you know, play well. Um, play well in the second half for for Dave do it for Dave and also like I noticed one of the things personally I did send you a trade request you rejected which you know I did fine. it was it's um fine. pretty yeah, atrocious it was, it was uh, a bad, trade it was request. Bad. yeah I know I was kind of feeling it out I can't trade a top 10 running back I understand uh for two mediocre folks I understand um, it makes sense so yeah you know uh, I'm always looking for you know top of the league we'll see yeah you're 4-0 by the way in this league so you didn't mention that but I'll say that for you toward the end here you're you're undefeated and you're really dominating the league which I mean uh, I, I looked at the the points point totals um you know I'm in the upper upper few of the teams as far as points scored not the leader in points scored at this point um but apparently the fantasy AI thing every time i win it's knocking my projection down lower and lower so um we'll see currently i'm projected to finish eighth i believe (laughs) that's great all right hey listen this was fun anything should i say anything else is there anything else we didn't cover i don't know i I think we're good we're coming up on about a half hour yeah um so i think we'll go ahead and close it here thank you dave for your time listeners Good luck with your teams this week. And uh, I look forward to chatting with someone else next. Who's it going to be? It could be you. We'll see. (laughs) Tune in next week to find out.